You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 22. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. Today, I want to talk to you about how to recognize creative career atrophy. Now, this is a topic that is on the mind of so many creatives, especially ones who have been in the same position for a long period of time or have been unemployed and looking for work for far longer than they might have imagined they would be. And because I like to always stay positive with topics that are even a little bit difficult and stressful like this one, today is the perfect day to discuss this because today is the date of a very rare solar eclipse. This solar eclipse that's happening today only happens every 10 years. And if you think about how a solar eclipse works, things go dark for a while. The sun passes behind the moon, but then it emerges on the other side triumphantly and things look brighter. And that is the exact analogy I want to use for this podcast episode, because we're going to dig into what atrophy looks like in your career so that you know how to recognize it and you make those strategic career decisions that you might have been putting off and you can emerge in a brighter and more positive space. Because we all worry about our relevancy in the creative industry. We worry about falling behind on trends or technical skills. Do we do enough? Do we know enough? Can we show enough? Because our industry requires proof of experience in the form of portfolio work samples, this fear of being irrelevant feeds right into that imposter syndrome that many of us struggle with. Also, as a side note, if you are tired of fighting against that imposter syndrome, you might want to check out episode 11 of my podcast where I talk specifically about how to break out of the imposter loop. I've been there too. None of us are immune to those feelings and there are ways around them. But today I want to kick things off by being 100% clear on what creative career atrophy is not. Because you might have some misguided thoughts or illusions about what's happening in your life as it relates to your career. Creative career atrophy is not taking a break because you need and want to improve your mental health. If you had a toxic job or a bad work experience that really shook you to the core and you need time to process and detox and heal those wounds before moving forward, that is perfectly fine. You have to get your mind right to get your life right. And the creative will be there when you're healthy and you're ready. Creative career atrophy is also not wanting to focus exclusively on being a parent after having a baby. A lot of families leave the workforce for this event because one of the most incredible things about life is giving life to others and watching it bloom. And creative will be there when your babies are ready for their next phase too. Creative career atrophy is also not stepping back to care for a family member or to deal with an illness. Things happen and life gets really hard sometimes and we can only handle so much in our lives. But the creative will be there when you've gotten through it all. Creative career atrophy is also not taking a year off to travel or to learn some other skills that you just haven't ever had time for or to just live your life at a slower pace so you feel creatively rejuvenated when you're ready to step back into things with a more relaxed and sharpened sense of purpose. Believe me, the creative will be here. 
life happens and work is only part of that life. So we should never feel so enslaved by our creative careers that we can't step away when we need and want to. We should also never feel like our careers have just slipped down the drain while we search for employment after a restructure or downsizing or a position elimination. Those things happen too. And it's usually the universe letting you know that there's something better out there for you, even if you don't agree completely because the anxiety and the shock is surfacing all your insecurities about your future. You still have a future. It's out there and it's waiting for you. But we always need to think of our creative careers as a muscle, something that can grow exponentially when we exercise it. We all have the ability to grow our careers and to increase our capabilities, our skills, our knowledge and experience in our chosen creative disciplines, whether it's in a job or on our own. And this kind of growth really takes off when you leave your comfort zone. We all have a natural tendency to want to move forward in our lives. It can be incredibly difficult to dislodge ourselves from the present circumstances, even when we recognize that creative career muscle might not be as strong as it once was. This is because fear of leaving is sometimes worse than fear of staying. And this certainly isn't helped by all the frantic media predictions of the future of our economy or the future of our industries or even our friends and family's unsolicited commentary. When you bring up the idea of being bored or feeling disconnected and maybe you want to look for a different position, your friends and family might say things to you like, well, you have a great job. Why would you ever want to leave that company? You'll never make that kind of money anywhere else. You should play it safe. This information is confusing to us. Playing it safe is exactly what gives us the anxiety that we are currently missing something. Because we know there's no such thing as a lifetime employment guarantee especially in our rapidly changing creative industry. This is why we need to get comfortable taking these calculated risks, challenging ourselves, and continually increasing our knowledge and skill sets, even when we feel a little apprehensive about what the future might look like. One other thing to be aware of is that most people mistake guilt for safety. This is why so many creatives who hate their jobs experience feelings of depression and disengagement instead of seeking more fulfilling roles with growth opportunities. And it's real easy to start feeling guilty about leaving your job when you get this kind of mind drama going. You guys know what I'm talking about. You have thoughts of your creative teammates and you worry that you're leaving them in the lurch. Or you imagine your boss's extreme disappointment because they've invested so much time helping you. And maybe you don't even like your boss, but you still feel guilty because guilt equals safety to that loudmouth lizard brain inside your head. The uncertainty of a job change is more upsetting to most people than being treated poorly on a daily basis. We eventually grow used to it, even though we know we should never let anyone disrespect us. But because we're afraid of change, we accept this as the norm. And because in a lot of roles, creatives are treated as the service providers, we have to be extra vigilant. We teach people how to treat us through our actions and responses. And by letting someone bully you into long hours or multiple revisions or hold you back from attending group meetings you should be a part of or keep you doing the same type of work over and over and over, you are telling them that this is completely acceptable for you. But we all know it's not. And there are thousands of other people who will respect you and your time and your talent and treat you fairly and professionally. They will also champion your growth as a creative professional. But you'll never find them if you're too comfortable taking the minimal or non-existent career support you're currently being given. 
This, my friends, is creative career atrophy at its finest. We don't even recognize that it's happening to us because we've gotten so used to accepting where we are. And a lot of people don't realize this because we all assume that creative career atrophy only happens when you don't know or have access to the newest creative software or have your finger on the pulse of the latest advertising, design, or social media trends. And maybe your job pays really well, or the client brand you've been working on for the last five years is a big, impressive household brand name. But if you're not actively growing in your role and you don't have someone advocating for you or creating opportunities for you to learn, grow, and stretch your abilities or be involved in different projects and interface with different partners and clients, your creative career muscles are going to soften. And that's not okay because creatives put so much of themselves into their work. And when those muscles get weak, we literally feel it in our core. And at some point, we recognize that we need to leave all these things behind in order to make the progress that we want in our lives. So if you're recognizing these things and you've wanted to make a change, you might be afraid of that guilt-inducing commentary from your friends or your parents if they're telling you to do something that feels grossly opposite of what your heart knows and wants. But I want you to remember that they are not you. And if this is coming from your parents, also remember that they come from a different generation and they have a very different set of values and fears related to work, even if they're creatives too. Sometimes the vision you have for your own life is going to be different than the one others will have for you. Career decisions are intensely personal and you should never feel guilty for standing up for your needs. And sometimes small movements can actually get you where you need to be. You might be able to carve out a new role for yourself at a current organization, and that's enough of a change to satisfy you and your growth. But sometimes you need to take a leap to truly move forward in the industry, and you shouldn't let other people's opinions hold you back. So there are a few ways creative career atrophy can really creep up on you. Of course, it can happen while you're in a job, if you've been there for years and years in the same position without an opportunity to learn these new tools, trends, or stay connected to the creative industry. But I also want to stress that you don't have to be there for years and years for this to occur. It can slink its way in through subtle messages based on how and what you're allowed to work on and the value that your organization places on creative and your role within that area. And sometimes you can see those messages in the form of red flags before you even move into a new position. Early on in my career, I applied for a position at an organization that seemed like the perfect fit. It had a mission that I believed in. It was a large national company. So I felt like there was a growth path for me within the organization. And the work seemed like it was going to be interesting and exciting. But in the interview, I learned a few things that gave me a little bit of anxiety. Now, like most creatives, I trained on a Mac in college and I continued to work on Macs in my early jobs. But this position did not support Macintosh. Now, that gave me anxiety because I knew it was going to take me a little time to figure out how to go fast on a PC. And this was back when PCs and Macs were more different than they are now. So the corporation decided that they didn't need to invest in supporting Mac users and everyone, no matter what their role was, needed to work on a PC. I knew that this was a red flag for how the organization valued creative, but I overlooked it because all the other things seemed to line up and I accepted the position. Over time, 
I came to understand very well that my role was to provide a service. It was not to contribute to strategy. It was not to further the brand expression. It was simply to execute projects in a very siloed environment. I wasn't brought into meetings to discuss the work. I wasn't brought into meetings to hear the feedback. And I felt completely on the outside of everything that was going on. And I felt my growth opportunities slipping away. And this was very frustrating. And I wanted to contribute at a higher level, but they didn't see my role as part of the bigger picture. They saw me as someone who just produced deliverables. And they didn't understand that I was trying to progress in my career as a creative professional and a graphic designer. And because of this, I felt like I was being shortchanged. And I developed a really bad attitude about my job because I knew I was starting to atrophy because I had more to give. And that wasn't the right environment for me to make those contributions. I also felt completely disconnected from the creative industry. I wasn't able to go to conferences or connect with other creatives in a way that made me feel like I was part of a bigger picture. I felt like my career was just slipping away slowly. And it was a terrible feeling. And after a couple years of struggling in this experience, I decided that I needed to actually take the reins and move myself forward. So I connected with some local creative organizations, reinvigorated my network and reached out to other designers that I knew. And I was able to pull myself out of this mindset enough to realize I have more to give than what's happening in my day to day. I didn't even know it was happening until I was completely miserable. And that was the dangerous part. And I also want to remind you that I was not in this job for 10 years. I was in this job for 24 months when I realized it was not going anywhere. And my creativity and my excitement about my work started to decline rapidly. And we all know that when something like this happens to a creative person, you feel like a life raft with a huge hole in the side. There's only a matter of time before you sink. And I felt like I was sinking slowly every single day. Creative career atrophy is not necessarily always time-based. Sometimes it happens very quickly. And I want us all to recognize the signs because once it takes you down, it is so much harder to find your way out. It's like the eclipse. If your bright, shining star is trapped behind the moon for too long, it's going to get very cold and very dark. And that is exactly how I felt working in this job until I realized it's up to me to move myself forward. And I know I have more to give. And that's what got me motivated and mobilized to find something new. The other way that creative career atrophy can sneak up on us is when it comes to our self-promotional approach to finding work. A lot of times we are so concerned with finding that next thing so we can make sure we have the steady paycheck, make sure we have the health insurance, make sure we can pay our bills. And that's human nature, right? We all need to do those things. We have families to support. We have houses to maintain. We have lifestyles to lead. But a lot of times what we don't realize is while we were in those jobs, that we may have been laid off from, the approach of self-promotion has changed. And we're not actually putting ourselves out there in a way 
that aligns with what recruiters and hiring managers now want to see. When I decided to make the move from New York to Oregon, and I talk a little bit about this experience in episode 18 of my podcast called Getting Over Getting Ghosted, because there was a ghosting component to this as well. But I want to tell you about my experience with my self-promotion. This period of time was the point in the creative industry where people were moving from mailing portfolio samples and resumes, and they were going toward portfolio websites and digital resumes. And because I had been in my job for three and a half years, I didn't know that this had changed. And so when I went to look for work, I did what I had done three and a half years before. I printed samples. I printed resumes. I mailed things out. I didn't have an online presence. And it was a struggle. And I didn't realize that I had fallen behind, mostly because I was so concerned with finding a new position. And I had a timeline that aligned with my apartment lease ending. And so I didn't lift my head up to see what others were doing. I did what worked for me the first time. It didn't work the second time. And I really struggled. And I didn't know why I wasn't getting the callbacks, why I wasn't getting the response. And I realized that I didn't know how to actually self-promote effectively in this new landscape. And it had only been three years, but that atrophy had started to set in because I wasn't aware of the new trend of displaying your work digitally and that recruiters were actively searching on portfolio websites for new designers. So I had some work to do and some things to catch up on to figure out how to effectively promote myself and my experience. But once I did that, it was like a whole new world opened up that I didn't even know about. And this is the first time that I was recruited because I was promoting myself digitally. I was paying attention to where companies were searching, but I didn't know this when I was in my job. And I didn't even think to understand it when I wanted to leave my job. And that radio silence from sending out all of those samples and resumes really affected me. In actuality, I just wasn't putting myself in the right spaces to make connections with the right audience. So as you think about your own career and where you sit today, whether you are gainfully employed in a job that you feel like has maybe run its course and you're kind of getting bored or you have been laid off and you've been struggling to find something, I want you to know that there's always a way forward. And I also want you to remember, and this is the most important thing, you bring your own unique value and perspective to each role that no one else can bring. If you think about all the amazing creative people you've worked with in your past, each one of them probably left a unique impression on you in some way. And you do the same thing with others, whether you know it or not. No two creatives are alike. We all see the world in different ways. And the trick to having a successful creative career is to find those who truly recognize that the way you see the world is highly valuable. And if you are in a role that feels unchallenging, uninteresting, and you're not really sure what to do next, I would love to help you. And the same goes if you've been out of work for far too long and you feel like you really want to get back out there, but you're not quite sure why that isn't happening for you, please contact me. You can reach me at rockthatcreativejob.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. 
I also have 20 free YouTube videos on job searching and things like portfolios, resumes, cover letters, interview skills. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do that because I post weekly episodes that hopefully help you with all of the different pain points and mindset roadblocks that you might have. And if you don't even know where you want to go next or you can't envision what the next step in your creative career looks like because you're in a toxic environment, I would love to help you work through this. I work with a lot of creatives who are in positions that they're unhappy with, but they don't even know how to take those first steps to move themselves forward. And I also want to thank you if this is the first podcast you've listened to, or if this is the 22nd podcast you've listened to. I am so grateful that you are here that I'm able to support you using my career experience because I don't want you to go through the difficult things that I experienced. I want you to steer around those. I want you to feel confident in what you do, where you do it, and how you do it. And thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.